Hello, welcome to Z Hangs with the Memories. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about News of the World, not the newspaper that was cancelled in, what, 2010? Uh, for all its terrible things that it did, um, but the film. Um, although there's a lot of newspapers involved in this, Tom seems to have a thing for, I don't know, in his later period, doing like newspapery stuff, The Post. Um, you know, Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, not newspaper, but, you know, magazines, printing stuff, the printed word, um, and how it is gradually being lost. Of course, we are in the midst of, you know, streaming Hanks, so this wasn't really released into cinemas. It did come out on Christmas Day 2020, um, you know, when clearly everyone was like, let's go to the cinema, um, <laughs> uh, which, of course, I think is like three years after the post, and uh, God knows when the Polar Express. Polar Express came out like Christmas time as well. Uh, so an unlikely trilogy of Christmas films. Um, it did make some money because it was released limited, you know, internationally, although uh, by Netflix, which is weird that it like they Netflix released it into cinemas. But in America, I, it's, it's a whole weird thing that was going on um, at the time. So but it, it ended up losing money. But we don't really count it because, you know, it was just, you know. A film that streamed. Tom, of course, is getting the only billing. There's nobody else in this film as far. In fact, all his streaming stuff. There's nobody else in those films apart from Tom Hanks, as far as the posters are concerned. Although the little girl does appear on a lot of the posters. So, uh, joining me to talk about this, I have returning guests. I have Ollie Brady. Hey, Darren. Uh, how are you? I'm doing great. And I have Norma Gowan. Oh, hey, Darren. How are you? Yeah. And if you listen to, oh, if great you to listen be here to. If you listen to those accents and obviously those names, you know I have uh, a pair of Irishmen joining me uh, to talk about this. Only feel it feels like it, we should because, of course, it's directed by Paul Greengrass, who also directed Captain Phillips. Second time that he's directed a film where Tommy's a captain. Um, <laughs> and obviously Paul Greengrass, uh, you know, English director, you know, famous for uh, directing that one film about the U2 song. Um, Sunday, bloody Sunday. Um, and... <laughs> And, you know, he he obviously, you know, he made he made his his kind of, you know, he came up through kind of, you know, the kind of realistic thing and then did a couple of Bourne films, did another film with Matt Damon, did Captain Phillips, where, of course, Tom, you know, finished up as a nervous wreck, um, made a film about my birthday. I haven't seen that. I hope it's a cheery one. Um, and of course, it's not. It's about somebody murdering a bunch of people on my birthday. Thank you very much, person who murdered people for making my birthday a date that people associate with a mass murder. This is the to date the last film that Paul Greengrass has done he hasn't directed anything since 2020 uh, although I'm going to guess he probably has you know something lined up he's probably directing something um, recently uh, awarded a CBE in the New Year's Honours List uh, for his services to the arts uh, which some may argue is just him shaking a camera around so you can't see what's going on <laughs> um, but uh, you know I, I, I mean I enjoy his films I enjoyed the Bourne films um and you know so yeah, well, you, I, yeah. you, you, you mocked that the camera shaking thing i remember when that <laughs> first happened the, the the press was just like this is revolutionary <laughs> who would have thought to do this and now it's like now it's come what 15 near 20 years later and it's just like now is the time they go what the hell is this thing <laughs> why, <laughs> why did it populate action movies for so long i still think the born supremacy is top tier like i just think it's a great movie it's like yeah there's that one sequence where he's running away and he, he goes through um a convenience store that's like just hard to watch because of the shaky cam but everything else in that movie is it's bang on now 
I don't yeah. think green grass has got close to that since, but yeah, I mean, I, like I I enjoyed Green Zone, and you know, the the last Jason Bourne film he did, just simply of course called Jason Bourne. I thought that was a funny enough film. You know, the the kind of the chase through the like Las Vegas Strip where they're smashing everything up. Yeah, you know, I thought I thought that was like entertaining. You know, like. Um, but you know, I, I think maybe Matt Damon wasn't. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's a whole stuff about the Bourne kind of fight films. I was going to say trilogy, but they're obviously no longer a trilogy by any stretch. Um, there's five of them. I tried watching Bourne Legacy again recently because I was like, oh, it can't be that bad. And you know, it's bound to have something. And it was about twenty minutes into it, I went, you know, this is pretty, pretty good. Like we got, we got some good actors in this. And then by about forty minutes in your brain just switches off like it, and, and not in a good way i'm enjoying this like it, it's like it it hits the down switch and you're just off you have no idea what's going on you're just like whatever let's let's look at tiktok yes, the, 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 all the enthusiasm you managed to muster is just like it's spent like yeah. i've like, I've tore through that energy in the first 20 minutes it's like you know what i just hit a dead end here and it's like I'm the, <laughs> it's going down um, i mean uh, clearly, obviously, his career, you know, we have like Bloody Sunday and then we have, you know, also United 93 and then 22nd That's a great July. movie too, United 93. That's like yeah. really effective. Mm. So mm. I'm I'm thinking now that we've had the death of a certain monarch, it feels like this is the time for Paul Greengrass to, you know, step in there and, and you know, do a kind of documentary style retelling. Like, I, I don't of, know if it's going to be the most high octane. Like, I think that's usually his <laughs> thing, though. <laughs> like, Pretty dramatic. The people standing around a room at the end, going, "Oh my God, what's going to happen?" Oh, I mean, what? What? What I'll say is, obviously, in the in the last few hours, there has been some stuff where people have like maybe known she was dead and then didn't reveal that. So there's a conspiracy in there. There could be a lot of people yelling at each other about whether or not they're going to tell the public and all that kind of stuff. So, but the uh, you know. the shaky cam in that would just be Prince Charles's on set Parkinson's. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> It's not. It's not an acting choice or a, a director's choice. Well, I know that the the, the the conspiracy has been going around for months and months. Is that the Queen's been long dead? It's just that they've waited to tell <laughs> wow. people for months that there's been like, oh, we're just waiting for a rain, literally a rainy day, <laughs> like it is. That Liverpool's been bucketing that all day. So I was like, now's the time to wheel out that news. But so maybe I know Paul Greengrass was supposed to do Watchmen at one point like way back when everyone was supposed to do Watchmen at one point it's it's one of those films that's but like he's, he's the one though because when you say someone like Terry Gilliam I'm like oh yeah I get that but like Paul Greengrass doing Watchmen like it's so that's so out there for a guy who's sort of no, noted for his sort of gritty realist take on things maybe that's how he would have done it that's honestly what he actually would have done with it yeah, maybe he would have brought it down to the street level and made it gritty and realistic and, uh, you know, a lot of shaky cam, you know, that giant dong slapping into the camera every now and again. Um, I think his big suggestion for it was it was going to be in modern day. That was his, like, it's not the 80s anymore. It's going to be now, Watchmen now, which is like, eh, I mean, they could work. But then that would have been the early 2000s, I guess. So it would be dated now, <laughs> specifically. It would have been like a very post probably a very post 9-11 uh, take on the material. It's just been like 20 years later. It's like, well, that's a thing of a time, I guess, you know, but I would have loved if he'd have done the opposite, but in a, you know, a more daring way and set you 1993 in like the eighties. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't just... remember, but there used to be three towers. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, that would have been so funny. Um, but enough of the hilarity of 9-11. 
Um, this film was uh, nominated for, you know, uh, Academy Awards, not for anything particularly important. Cinematography, sound, you know, that kind of stuff. I will say Damn. this, the cinematography... He's looked... just shitting on cinematography. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I was going to say, one thing I did really enjoy about this film uh, was that it, it's really well shot. It's like... Like it's considering that like they shot part of it at the you know kind of the start of the pandemic, um you know I guess that's why there's a lot of the scenes where it's just a lot of countryside, um but it it like it's a beautifully shot film like it's uh you know Darius Wolski sets as well you can imagine it's like yeah because get everyone standing well well apart and like you know get everything circulating we we uh you know I think I think we're safe I think we're safe out here. Yeah, and the music's the music by James Newton Howard, of course, uh, you know, uh, wonderful as well. And, uh, you know, we make fun of the shaky cam thing, but there isn't really a shaky cam thing going on in this at all. This is literally the most sedate Paul Greengrass film that I've ever seen. Um, and I don't know if that's just Tom and his kind of like his dad core like mentality that's taken over in the last decade where he basically calmed Paul Greengrass down and was like, you know, let's just shoot it sedately and not challenge anything. Let's just kind of be nice and calm about everything it just was seeped in throughout captain phillips which is again what's an incredibly tense film and then after a while paul was just like you know he's working on me this guy though i just like <laughs> this, 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 these pirates have to be so nasty can i can i, can I make a movie about like nice things with this guy maybe but... i i have a question about this movie right um so i remember when it came out and i remember not watching it because it was at christmas and i was like i'm not watching this what are you talking about and I, then, I Christmas release dates to me. They're always yeah. just like, who's doing this? But And then obviously it slips down the old Netflix recommend stuff slowly over the next month. And then it disappears because that's what Netflix recommend does. Oh, you didn't watch this in the last month? It's no longer a thing. It doesn't exist anymore. So I had completely forgotten it until Darren sent me the text message after I couldn't be on Bridge of Spies. And it was like, hey, your reward is this movie you've never heard of and haven't thought of. <laughs> So I knew nothing about it until I watched it last night. Um, I don't know what your experiences were. I'm sure you'll go into it in a second. Did you guys know this was a Western before you started watching it? Because I didn't. Uh, I, I did because I remember this film coming out and I remember not watching it because I was just like, eh, this doesn't really strike my fancy. But my dad loves Westerns. <laughs> and so it was one of those things of like over the phone because my like, – on his smart TV is signed into my Netflix account. So it was me trying to tell like a 77 year old man, like you just have to push this button on your remote and go to this <laughs> thing. And you can watch this brand new Western with Tom Hanks. Uh, and eventually he figured it out and he, he really, really loved it. Uh, but his positive reviews weren't enough to make me go like, Oh, maybe I will get out of go. Um, I, I didn't think to watch it until uh, much like yourself, Ollie, like I had to drop out of a previous episode and then Darren was like, well, would you want to come on to talk about this? And I was oh, like, he gave oh, you an option, Niall, did he? Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh, you're doing a, the jam track by track. He's like, no, no, no. And I was like, oh, you're doing Queen <laughs> album by album. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> We're here to talk about Tom Hanks, News of the World. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Uh, and then so I, I did watch it. And um, uh, I have to say it was, um, I don't know, are we giving opinions on the film now? or what, Don't, what? Uh, save your judgments for the end. Save your judgments for the end of Okay, okay. I think, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I again, I, I, like the pair of you, I didn't watch it when it came out. That's because I don't have any streaming services apart from Amazon Prime, and I barely remember that I've got Amazon Prime until something's <laughs> on. I'm like, oh yeah, I've got Amazon Prime. I could just watch this on that. Oh, Community is back on Amazon Prime. I'll just watch all of Community again. 
Um, so I didn't really pay any attention to this when it came out again because of you know during that period of time there were other things on my mind and you know watching films was not particularly one the irony being of course I was working from home I could have literally sat here watching like five films a day (laughs) while I was working but I really couldn't because I get constant interruptions from phone calls and stuff so I even tried watching a bit of like catching up on some TV shows and it was almost impossible because literally I could not go five minutes without someone calling me about something so um, but yeah so I just I you know during that during when we were in lockdown I just was not I wasn't watching films I'd like to watch films at the cinema as anyone who spends time with me knows because that's where you should see films so generally if a film doesn't come out of the cinema I don't call it a film it's not a film it didn't come out I'm, I'm one of those guys the difference between films and movies something that comes out on streaming is just a bunch of ones and zeros that you reluctantly sit there and watch if you watch if you're at the cinema I know it's ones and zeros now as well because obviously everything's digital but still you know the experience of being in a screen with a bunch of people and you know enjoy it that's like diff- that's a different atmosphere to just sitting at home and watching something on you know on a tablet um so i watched this uh in two parts because uh unsurprisingly i'd gone to the cinema the other night and when i got home i started watching it and i got about half an hour in and i was like i'll leave it there and i'll finish it off tonight um and so i did and you know i you know it's i thought it was fairly enjoyable um you know obviously the the little girl who's in this helena zengler i think is her name uh she was nominated for you know a few different awards um for like um i don't know screen actors guild golden globes um various other things uh my favorite uh awards to talk about these days as tom has become an older man are the aarp's movies for grown-ups awards um and tom has been in a few films recently where he's been nominated for those and the yeah. next one he'll win something uh, and he was nominated for best actor in this and also paul greengrass and luke davis were nominated for best screenwriter this is of course not adapted from a novel as well um then the next film that i talk about will be the first time that tom hanks has appeared in an original like film since larry crown um you know which is obviously directed by uh, tom hanks a director that he likes to work with he's worked with him a couple of times um so but yeah so like it, it, like I, i've never read the novel either but you know the main it's weird because obviously like on the poster it's a gigantic picture of tom's head and then you know uh the little girl is on there as well um and you know the, the story is is really mostly about her not about tom um so it's it's yeah and i i did know it was a western going in because i'd seen all the publicity and stuff a couple of years ago and obviously because i've been doing this podcast for a, a year so <laughs> so i knew it was coming up so i was like oh what the hell what the hell are these films greyhound news of the world and finch i don't know what <laughs> like what are these things that i like i didn't even have any understanding of it's unusual because this like he tom at the moment has got a deal with apple tv plus plus tv i don't know like everything's a plus these days um and so the the film before this and the film after this were part of that overall deal that he has with Apple and he's still got like another couple of films and obviously they're financing some TV show that he's doing probably about space because you know he's a dad and he likes space and he likes war and those are the two things he makes TV shows about so um you know so like I I kind of knew about this film but this film isn't part of that deal it was bought by like Netflix and it was distributed by Universal in America um and so it's it's like it's really weird that like in the middle of this other film deal tom hanks was like oh i'll make this film but then i realized this film was in production for years like 2017 was when it was announced and then it took you know until 2019 before they got paul greengrass and then it took until like the start of 2020 end of 2019 when they started to do filming 
Um, and it was it really it wasn't hit completely by like COVID, but they did kind of. It was just as COVID was starting to kind of uh, come about that they they had to kind of do some reshoots and stuff like that. So it it did kind of. Uh, limit them a little bit which is why there are a lot of scenes there's a few scenes where there's a bunch of people indoors but there's a lot of scenes where there's people out in the open air and it's like when you notice it it starts to become very obvious it's like oh i guess this was the covid stuff that they had to like do extra <laughs> shoots on uh, but yeah in the film we've also got mayor winningham uh, who's in like one scene uh again i think this is kind of the, the i'll talk about it as we go through but this film is very very episodic like you can segment this film into like little 15 minute chunks where stuff happens because and i think part of that was just a dis, you know it's obviously part of it the structure of the novel but also uh, some of it is based around like the way that they were having to film uh you know some of it um mayor winningham wonderful actress uh yeah. recently eloped to marry what's his face off of er um uh yeah yeah she eloped with goose um <laughs> they've known each other for like decades and then they were just like Let's get married, and so they did. Um, we we also have Elizabeth Marvel, and with Elizabeth Marvel comes Bill Camp. Uh, much like in the post, when you have um, uh, Carrie Coon, you also get uh, Tracy Letts. They come as a couple, uh, playing not not playing a couple though, playing two people who appear to have been widowed. Uh, so kind of weird at different ends of the film. Um, and then there's a few kind of like lesser known actors who appear in other roles throughout it. Um, you know, we can obviously discuss them as we get to them. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, like I said, Paul Greengrass, this is the second time he's working with Tom Hanks. Uh, both times, Tom was the captain. Uh, yeah, so, and this is, uh, I don't know, I think this is like the fifth time that he's played like a military rank. Uh, we can argue whether or not his role in Elvis is also a military rank. <laughs> I really have to wonder, though, if any time on set, the little girl stood up in the wagon and was just like, look at me, look at me. I am the captain. I am the captain now. To Tom. Like, just, just to see. <laughs> like, it's like, well, what? Even if someone on set dared her to do it, just like someone had to have thought of it in the throes of, the, of making the thing. And see, I think people uh, don't realize that Tom Hanks is actually very honorary. So if that little girl has stood up, he's old enough to think that it's okay to slap a child. So he would have just, <laughs> he would just laid one on her. Get, the, get back in your goddamn box, woman. Don't you yeah. look me in the eyes? I thought it was quite weird that um, I was like you know, reading up the little bits that you get about the, the movie that's on um, IMDb, and uh, that little girl said like she she wasn't aware of who Tom Hanks was when she signed on to do it, and she said I think I might have seen the Da Vinci Code. And I was like, you're like you're like ten. Like why would that's your movie just your legacy? Like and all the Tom not not Forrest Gump, not big. The Da Vinci Code is what you're watching. What the hell, kid? What's the matter with you? Uh, well, funny enough, Niall, there, there was a there's a thing on TikTok where a person takes two pictures of people: one a you know Generation Z or a millennial, and another a person who is older than that. And they show them to uh, you know millennials or or Gen Zs, and they say, um, "Do you know this person? And do you know that person?" And a lot of them are like, "Yeah, sure, that's you know Doja Cat." And then they're shown a picture of like Harrison Ford, and they're like, "No, I don't know who that is." Or Madonna, or in some occasions Tom Hanks, and they're like, "Nah, I ain't got a clue." So if like eighteen-year-olds don't know who he is, I wouldn't expect a ten-year-old to have an understanding. Of well, it was not so much her not knowing who he is; it was the fact that she might have known the him. Da Vinci from, Code is the movie she the chose. It's like, why is a ten-year-old watching this movie that was dated about three years after it came out? Like, what? I, why didn't you I mean, go for any of the family-friendly Tom ones? He's he's in many beloved children's films. Well, it turns out she's a huge Audrey Tattoo fan. So uh, Tom Hanks <laughs> was just like secondary when she was watching. Who's this guy? 
Yeah, 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 she's a really big. Uh, the ball that name at all? Just like, oh, vision yeah. is he is a dish, so I've got to check it. Whatever he's doing. I'm, it's funny because actually, like uh, that, I think that's like Tom Hanks's like third highest grossing film ever after like Forrest Gump and one of the Toy Stories. So uh, adjusted for inflation, because uh, I think the other two stories, Toy Story three and four, both made like a billion. Yeah, um, I would have assumed his top would have been Forrest Gump and then just the just the four Toy Stories straight away. But no, the first the, the first Toy Story was beaten by Pocahontas at the box office out of like Disney releases that year, so it wasn't even the highest grossing Disney film in 1995. Um, so yeah, no, but like it's surprising how Tom Hanks has successful films, but they're not gig- like huge gigantic successes. They're normally just successful for their budgets. Yeah, um, that's true. Although also. Yeah. Um, this is my controversial opinion is I think Toy Story 1 is the worst movie in the Toy Story franchise I, 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 I don't even I don't even think it's close I think it's I think it goes 3, 2 or sorry 2, 3, 4 and then several runs further back 1 oh my god yeah that's and right then, I'll say it I'll ruin childhood <laughs> you, uh, you, you put that cameo in A Bug's Life above Toy Story I, do you know what I'm taking that back it's the 5th of the Toy Story franchise <laughs> 